This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial complex. Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty! The only thing we have to fear is fear itself! Sooner or later, though. You always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Bambergas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, very test member, for making this program possible. Tonight's special guest is Robert Stanley, author, journalist, researcher, editor of Unicus Magazine, and radio host of Unicus Radio. Robert has researched UFOs for over 30 years and has written two books on the subject, Close Encounters on Capitol Hill and Covert Encounters in Washington, D.C., Robert Stanley will be with us shortly. To listen to the full interview, just go to VeritasRadio.com and subscribe. You will receive your login immediately, and you'll have access to all of our material all the way from December 2008. Veritas Radio, Veritas TV, Discounts, Offers, our Manticore Forum, and more. Just go to VeritasRadio.com and click on the subscribe button. For the price of two cups of coffee you will be exposed to life-changing information. So don't delay anymore. Subscribe today. And don't forget, buy MMS directly from us. It's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. But it's so inexpensive too. Also, check our website for our futuristic 8GB metal-cased USB drive containing Seasons 1, 2, or 3. And if you'll be at the 2012 International UFO Congress in Scottsdale, Arizona from February 21st through the 26th, don't forget to say hello. I always enjoy meeting people. Visit the banner 
on our website for more information. And to get in touch with me, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. Few people know that Washington, D.C. has more documented UFO sightings and alien encounters per square mile than any other location on Earth. Why are UFOs routinely coming to Washington, D.C.? And why is there such a vast cover-up of this important subject? Tonight, we will take you on a historic journey beyond your wildest imagination to a shocking conclusion. You will learn why even people in the UFO community prefer not to discuss this as it's too close to the truth. Over 900 reports show there has been an unprecedented increase in DC UFO activity from the years 2000 to 2010. To discuss this and much more, Robert Stanley is coming up next. This is Milk Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere. This is Stephen Bassett, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. Formerly a corporate journalist for Honda Research and Development in Torres, California, Robert M. Stanley is currently the editor of Unicus Magazine and the author of Close Encounters on Capitol Hill and Covert Encounters in Washington, D.C. He has passionately researched UFOs for over 30 years. In that time, he has interviewed dozens of eyewitnesses and leading experts. His ongoing investigation of UFOs has been featured on international television and radio and in print. Mr. Shelley is a native of Los Angeles, California, and currently resides in the state of Rhode Island. He has traveled to over 50 countries in search of answers to ancient mysteries. And to learn more about Robert Stanley and his work, visit his website at unicusmagazine.com. And directly from Barrington, Rhode Island, I would like to welcome Robert M. Stanley to Veritas. Hello, Mr. Stanley, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? I'm doing well, Mel. Thank you for having me on your show. It's my pleasure. And may I call you Robert? Absolutely. Thank you. Please. And I have to say, Robert, I love it that you also use a Latin word <laughs> for your project, Unicus, which means unique. So let's give our listeners mm-hmm. some Unicus Veritas or unique truth tonight, okay? Absolutely. Well, first of all, I have to say, as as I was telling you offline, you Mm -hmm. have written two fabulous books. They're endorsed by by many reputable people. Mm. And when I received the books, of course, I always have a a level of expectation. 
but I have to say they they blew my mind because you you have compiled so much witness testimony all the way uh, from the 1850s mm-hmm. and uh, basically focusing in the Washington D.C. area alone. So mm-hmm. if so much information is coming from there, either everyone is crazy and a, and a crackpot in Washington, or there's something that our government doesn't want to tell us. But before you, you tell us more, what mm-hmm. prompted you? To, to write this book, and wh- when did this UFO bug started in your mind? Uh, okay, the last question first would be, my passion with UFOs began when I was a very young child. I'd seen a picture that my father had in his possession of a UFO that he told me that the photographer didn't see it, hmm. yet somehow it showed up on the film. Now, I, what I was looking at was a color slide, which is actually a negative turned into a positive. So it was the actual original film. And I couldn't understand at that time, in fact, it took me decades before I had a, a clear answer as to how this can happen, that a person can take a picture of, let's say, uh, a landscape. And then <clears throat> when they get the picture developed, they see that there's a UFO there that they yep. didn't see with their visual eyes. So uh, that's how I got started. And uh, eventually, during the course of my life, mainly growing up in Malibu and also the Los Angeles area, I did have close encounters of my own. So that's really how I got involved in in researching it. Now, as far as reporting it, I've been doing that professionally since 1991 when I met my wife, Irene Chen, and she was uh, at that time had just returned from Peru and she'd had close encounters down there and she wanted to, she'd been um, guided by good extraterrestrials to publicize the fact that they're here and they want to help. And that's where Unicus Magazine, the magazine for Earthbound Extraterrestrials, was born. So we met at a UFO conference. I, I fell in love with her the first night I met her uh, and we began working together. So uh, I had quite a few years experience actually doing this professionally, but in 2000 and spring of 2005, I got an email from my friend Daryl Sims, who's an investigator and an experiencer down in Texas. The alien hunter. And, yeah. He, well, that's the name he uses, but he's a very, very gentle man. But yes. um, he's also – he is a hunter, and he's a martial artist, and he's quite an unusual character. But um, uh, he had forwarded me an email uh, that he would received from a gentleman in Washington, D.C., uh, alleging that photographs had been taken – at the Capitol building July 16, 2002, that showed a swarm of UFOs over the Capitol, and that there was actually one UFO, uh, spherical vehicle or entity, that actually landed on the roof. There was a disc-shaped vehicle that was hovering over the reflecting pool. And um, now... Did you say 2002? Yeah, July 16, 2002. It happened during the middle of the night. This is 50 years after one of those flaps. Okay. Yeah, right. And in fact, he was standing in the exact same location that the previous photographer 50 years earlier had been standing in, at the at the Capitol grounds uh, f- uh, filming a fleet of UFOs as they passed behind the Capitol building. So um, this is all very synchronistic. But anyway, um, uh, that night, uh, his name is Wilbur Allen. He's a professional photographer that had has a lot of experience uh, in film, but also in working in Washington, D.C. for companies like ABC. In fact, prior to taking those pictures, he had spent 14 years working for ABC. A lot of it was at the White House. Some of it was at the Capitol. So he 
he knows the area. He knows the uh, people there. He was actually working freelance that year uh, and taking a pictures for a uh, an album cover for a local recording artist. And it was between uh, 12 and 1, I believe, is at night. And there was nobody around. He was just taking these pictures and um, these objects, these vehicles, and I, I would assume entities, uh, showed up. So uh, he And he was using analog film at that time. So he actually has the 35 millimeter negative. So when Daryl forwarded me that email and he asked me, um, because he knows I, I know something about uh, UFOs, specifically as it relates to photography, he asked me if I thought these were real. And I said, well, there's no way for me to ascertain that from an email. Uh, but um, there, there was contact information there. So I actually uh, emailed the photographer. He said, well, let's talk about it. So uh, that was uh, over six years ago. We st- we're still in contact on the phone and through email, and he's been sharing me even uh, recently. He's taking pictures of objects that we can simply not identify within the prohibited and restricted airspace of Washington, D.C. Now, you would wonder, being that that is the most protected <laughs> you know, area in the world, well, I mean, we can go back to 9-11 and yeah. you know, what happened there. But anyway, yeah. you obviously get so much attention because shortly after you published a report and pictures Mm-hmm. You had uh, an unmarked black helicopter or more hovering over your home in, in California. Was that your, your very first wake-up call? Yeah. And actually, it started with the one helicopter. And about a year later, I had two very large military. I don't, in fact, I don't know how they, they must have been violating some kind of law to do that. Because um, uh, it's just a residential area. I mean, right. you can't fly that low over people's homes like that. The first time was really freaked me out. I had no idea what was going on because I was inside in the studio working and um, uh, suddenly the whole house started shaking and I'm thinking, what's going on? So I went outside and, and instead of circling around the house now, they had stopped. They were literally hovering over my driveway. Mm-hmm. I, 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 and I stood there with my mouth open looking at them. I couldn't see inside because it was all tinted windows. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, I was looking at them what are you doing? And I, at the moment, I didn't even equate it to what I had already published. And it wasn't a book. It was just a, uh, it was an article that went out over the internet and also in print through um, Nexus magazine out of Australia – but they are also printed internationally, and they have a, a very large uh, following on the web. So, uh, see, the thing is, when I tried to originally do the article and verify that these were real photographs based on a real event, I contacted the Capitol Police um, because Mr. Allen had told me he went to the Capitol Police the day after the he had uh, developed the photographs. He said, I went, to the, <laughs> I went to the Capitol, and I filed a police report. With the detective division, and I'm like, okay, well, there should be a record of that then. So I tried to get the information. They said, well, we can't give you that information. We're not going to confirm or deny that. Um, so I asked them a few questions, and they were asking me all kinds of questions like, well, who are you? What do you want? Uh, what are you going to do with this information? So basically, I put myself on somebody's radar unintentionally. Yeah. Uh, when I did that, I mean, I didn't think I was violating any, any laws, and I've never been charged with a violation of any laws. But clearly, somebody got very upset that I would uh, be publishing these photographs because it raises all kinds of questions. Look in the UFO community, the the old gag has always been, uh, well, if you you know if they're here, why don't they just land on the White House lawn? That's right. Uh, logistically, it's just down the street. I mean, literally, the White House lawn is just down the street on the mall from the Capitol Hill where the Capitol building is. So, um, you know, I it, it, basically they landed in Washington D.C. again, 
and nobody seems to care uh, about the fact that we have this photographic evidence. And it is evidence. I mean, 35 millimeter film, uh, one of the first things I said to Daryl is, well, he's got negatives and this guy seems legit. He's got, you know, he sent me some of his background. I've, I, I've seen his credentials with ABC and stuff. And, and Daryl says, well, you got to get the, the negatives analyzed. If he doesn't agree to that, then there's really, you can't go, don't go any further. So I said, okay. And I spoke to Mr. Allen. He says, okay, but I am not letting these negatives out of my sight. And I said, I understand. That's fine. You know, we just need to agree that they, some independent party has to uh, analyze these and um, verify whether or not they've been tampered with. And he said, fine. And uh, so we found a location there in, in D.C. Mr. Allen went in there. He actually took a, a tape recorder with him because I'd asked him to do that. And we got uh, – because I wanted to make a transcript of this individual who analyzed the film. He worked at a uh, uh, camera shop right across from the FBI headquarters where they actually do a lot of work for the FBI. Not that they are part of it. I'm just saying they're, they're a very well-established uh, camera shop that does and has a film lab. So he took it down there. The, guy, the, the, uh, the film guy says, wow, you know, um, this is unretouched. Clearly, I could – he put it in you know, on a light box with a loop, and he looked at it, and he says, no, these are absolutely authentic. He says, I'm not saying this is a UFO, and, we, and, and we're saying, no, no, you, no, whatever. Don't worry about it. That's not, we're not asking you to personally verify for anything other than that this is authentic. Right. So, so that's what it turned out to be, and that's when I went ahead and, and uh, published the article basically saying, you know, hey, they landed some years ago. And the reason it was a story was not only that they landed, but the fact that nobody, and I mean nobody, especially, like I told you, Mr. Allen had worked for ABC News. So who do you think the first people he, he contacted with these photographs outside of the Capitol Police, who do you think the first people in the media were that he contacted? His former employer. Right. Okay. And then it went from there. He tried National Geographic. They said no. Uh, other mainstream uh, you know, news media, they all rejected it. So then he started – Going into the UFO community thinking, well, these guys, it'll be like red meat for them. They'll just eat it up. Not the case. Not Is that the case. right? Even the UFO community? Yeah, absolutely. To this day, I think a lot of them are either running scared from this story or they think that somehow that Mr. Allen and I concocted this this story uh, for reasons that I still don't quite understand. But um, people are – highly intimidated by the power structure in Washington, D.C., and um, they also rely on them for to be told, you know, what is and what is not real. And so here's what, you know, what you'd mentioned before. Um, in 9-11, after the events of September 11, 2001, they increased the level of security and defense within the Washington, D.C. area because uh, not only was the Pentagon hit, but they felt that the Capitol building was, was a target for that particular flight, the one that crashed allegedly. That is in right. The, the, yeah. yeah, right. So um, <laughs> they do have defense systems in Washington, D.C. that are in place, but they were upgraded after the events of September 11, 2001. So now, how is it possible that a whole fleet of UFOs or objects or – I mean, these are intelligently controlled, clearly sure. – can come in not only and uh, fly into the heart of – because the prohibited airspace actually starts at the Washington Monument. Again, it's, it's on the mall, just like the White House and the Capitol. That's all within the same geographic location, what they call P, P-56-A. 
is is prohibited airspace, which is surrounded by restricted airspace, and I guarantee you it's heavily defended. Now, and how do I know this for sure? Well, because I've done a lot of research. I spent over six years researching this, and then as a result, we've got one article, two books, and uh, the world's largest archive of UFO images now available at unicusmagazine.com. If you click on either photography or books, you're going to get into my archive. It's free, and you've got photographs. Not not all of them are taken by Mr. Allen, by the way. Uh, we have video, and we also have two historic movies from 1952 that, as far as I know, according to Wendell Stevens, uh, Colonel Wendell Stevens, who's yep. deceased now, okay. he told me that all of that stuff had been uh, from 52 had been confiscated and classified. So how is it that it leaked out? Uh, it was intentional. In 1995, it was leaked to Disney. Uh, Walt Disney mm. used it. In 2005, uh, uh, Channel 4 in England began a series – not a series. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, Proceed to the Veritas Plus member section, or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at VeritasRadio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today, with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at VeritasRadio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at VeritasRadio.com.